Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Welcome back to Badass Women's Hour XL with me, Harriet Minter, my co-hosts, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. And we're here with Chloe Brotheridge, hypnotherapist and author of The Anxiety Solution. Chloe, thanks so much for staying with us. Thank you. Um, so before we kind of finish, we were talking about gut bacteria and how it affects our brain. And I was looking through your book and there's a chapter in there called Decisions, Decisions. Why is making a simple decision so difficult? Why do we kind of anxiety over it? I think it's it's partly because there are so many choices available. You know, you walk into a supermarket and just choosing what brand of milk you're going to buy can be a daunting <laughs> thing if you're in a in an anxious state. Um, a lot of us are really terrified of making a mistake. This kind of fear of failure seems to really mm. underpin a lot of our anxiety. So, you know, there's that fear that if I make this, mis- you know, if I make the wrong decision, my whole life could be off course and this is going to, you know, be a complete disaster and... You know, I suppose if you're prone to anxiety, you might catastrophize and really go to the worst case scenario about that. So you can get quite stuck, I think. And you talked about this idea that um, with decisions, we, we're scared of failure. How do we how do we get past that? Because surely we're all brought up to not fail, to do the best we possibly can, to succeed at everything. How do you learn to get comfortable with it? I think that's the problem that we, we, we've grown up never failing and never learning that it's OK to, to fail. So, I mean, sometimes it's just trying to make the decision and just trusting that you'll work it out no matter what happens. And knowing that it doesn't matter what you what you do sometimes. If you're really weighing it up, if you, you know, if you're really weighing it up, sometimes any decision could be good for you. Yeah, I think that I do believe that ultimately just making a decision and then working from there is a better place than sitting on it. Nah. We're visually fighting over who wants to ask the <laughs> next question. Um, so in the news this week, Selena Gomez was talking about the fact that she has come to terms with uh, her depression and that it will be a part of her life and, and anxiety will be a part of her life. And I was thinking about it. I th- as I've got older, I don't necessarily suffer with anxiety, but the things I become anxious about have changed. So my new anxiety is death. And I think this is maybe just when you become faced with your mortality. Now I, I'm scared of getting in a car and getting on the motorway. And it's because I don't do it very often. But I think, oh, what if something happens? And it's become a new anxiety. And that's something that I've noted. Things that just didn't bother me before are now like, you know, that heartbeat moment. What is that about? Yeah, I, it does. It does seem that often, well, from my clients that I speak to, 
um, as we get older, we get more fearful of kind of dangers. And it might be because we've got more responsibilities. You know, if you've got children, then obviously the stakes are a lot higher and lots of people I speak to develop kind of fears of driving Mm. or flying after they've had children so that can be quite a big trigger. I remember reading this thing once which said um, if you're afraid of death it's because you don't feel you're living your fullest life and everything you want to do. In well, it. I'm not Rihanna. So, <laughs> I mean, with, not yet, I, know, I, I know, right? Not yet. So, time, therein babe. lies the issue. And I remember reading that, and I was really, really scared of dying when I read that. Mm-hmm. So, a really big fear for me was getting older and dying. I read that and thought, I'm going to try and pack everything I want to do in life into it. So, if I want to do something, I'm just going to find a way of doing it so that I don't have to worry that I'm going to die and not have done all the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it has completely lifted Just, my fear of death. Mm. Occasionally when it comes back, I think to myself, what is it that I want to do that I'm not doing right now? Mm. And it goes again. Mm. My little that. trick I might, for I might, you. I might, I might try that. <laughs> so is, is anxiety just part... Like when we were talking earlier in the production meeting, we were talking about the Selena Gomez story and how she's kind of accepted that she's always going to have to deal with anxiety. And I was a bit like, well... Isn't that just being a grown-up? Is this like a, a major life skill that that's not being instilled in us that you're always going to have to deal with anxiety throughout your adult life? Is it adulting? Is which it is adulting? my new favourite yeah. word. <laughs> I think a certain amount of stress and anxiety in life is inevitable. I suppose it's about getting to a point where it's not holding you back and ruining your life, essentially. Mm. So it's, it's unreasonable to expect you're going to be calm and happy all the time, but you shouldn't be scared to leave the house or worrying so much that you can't enjoy the moment right so that's when you know it's tipped out of balance from a just a you're a bit anxious because you haven't done that thing for a while or you haven't been in a car for a while to virtually like actually I can never go on transport I can't I'm you know when it stops you living your life to the full that's when it's become a bit of a problem is that what you're saying I think so and also if you think it's a problem then it's definitely a problem um probably all of us could do more things in our lives to manage our stress and to you know, put our selves first or put our take care of ourselves more. So probably all of us need to do that to some extent, I think. Yeah. Do you think um, anxiety has become worse in the modern age? So mm. you talked a little bit earlier about the fact that you know, we're faced with so many decisions now. It's not just you can buy one type of milk, you can buy 50 types. You can Plus, be polyamorous. You can be polyamorous, not just one person to have to deal with, 20. <laughs> um, but you can also, you know, not just that, but also in the external pressure, which is I, it's not just me comparing myself with my family and close friends. It's me comparing myself with the rest of the world who I now have total access to through social media all the time. Is it not that we're, anxiety is becoming kind of worse? Is it that modern life is just making us more anxious? I think both, yeah. I mean, it looks like, I was reading some statistics this morning, anxiety has gone up 4% in the last four years, which is quite quite a bit. Um, about 25% of women feel anxious all or most of the time. And I think it is to do with modern life, that rise in anxiety. We've always been anxious as, as a species, but it seems like the pressure of modern life and the fact that we don't switch off and the fact that, you know, we think success is the most important thing or the way we look is the most important thing, that is the kind of pressure that is, I think, it causing that increase. And so how do we do it? Yeah. What's, what's the key? Give us the top tips. <laughs> so I think it's about making small changes to different areas in your life. So I think for lots of people, I would recommend it should start with taking care of yourself more. So starting with just taking 10 minutes a day to take some deep breaths, to 
do some meditation to make sure you get out of the office and have a walk. Um, you know, changing the way that you speak to yourself because the majority of us are pretty nasty in terms of how we speak to ourselves. So mm. just speaking to yourself as you would a friend. It sounds so simple, but the majority of us, unfortunately, don't do it a lot of the time. Um, trying to have some boundaries around our mobile phones as well. Oh, gosh. And I am saying this to myself as <laughs> much as your face. <laughs> how, do, how do we do that? Because I'm basically, my mobile phone is basically sewed to my hand. Yeah. How do you create? Well, it's, addic- it's addictive. It. It's addictive. I think just having some awareness. So you can check there's on, on the iPhone, there's a way of checking, if you go into settings, how long you spend on each app. So sometimes that can oh. shock you. If you realise you're spending four hours a day on Instagram, then it can shock you into maybe making <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know. That's no. horrifying. <laughs> totally. um, it might be about, you know, having an agreement within your family, right? After 7pm, we're not going to have our phones, you know, mm-hmm. on the dinner table or while we're spending time together. Putting it on airplane mode every now and again, just so you get a b- bit of a break and you can switch off from it. So the two that stand out for me there are the breathing, because I don't think most people realise when you make a decision, when you're thinking about something or in that moment of anxiety, you stop breathing, you hold your breath. Um, And every time, so think about every time you have to make a challenging decision and you hold your breath, that over a period of a day, your body is just lacking the oxygen it needs to get to get from point A to B. Um, and then the thinking about how you talk to yourself, if we replayed some of the things that we say to ourselves out loud, we wouldn't say them to another person. And it's only when I've caught myself saying something, I'm like, mate, no. <laughs> I named my horrible voice in my head. It's evil Emma. And she like comes out and she says horrible things, but I don't listen to her anymore. Can I be honest? I thought it was yeah. going to be something a bit more adventurous. When <laughs> you said Merelda. Whimsy, whimsy or something. <laughs> But I tell you what really helped me with my anxiety, and that was researching how ang- how what's happening in your body that causes anxiety. And I found it really powerful when I had this awful anxiety bout. Like literally, I lost like a stone in weight. I it was really was a big problem, and I really felt like if I didn't get a grip on it, I was going to be in big trouble. And I researched and understood what anxiety was. And when you realise that it's this sort of fight or flight mode, and it's almost like your body is assuming that you're in danger and then it starts reacting, I was able to kind of counteract that. Mm-hmm. But that was real real bad anxiety. That was like properly problematic. And I didn't need therapy for that because I did eventually get over it. But when anxiety takes hold of you like that, it's really, really tough. Yeah. Chloe, we talked a bit about meditation as well. So you said meditation. And I have to admit that generally when anybody tells me to meditate, I sort of, I feel an instant pressure to be a better person than I am. (laughs) Is it about finding a beanbag and sitting on the beanbag? Is it, you know, do we have to download an app? Is is there a simpler way to do it? I appreciate that sitting there and just breathing should be fairly simple, but it's hard. I I hated meditation when I first started. I found it so difficult. It made me more anxious to try. But I eventually just took the pressure off myself of, needing to be good at it and just thought right I'm doing this for myself I'm taking this time it's going to take some deep breaths and focus on my breathing or you know sometimes people say a mantra could be you know any any word that you just say to yourself that that helps you to calm down and not not knowing that you don't need to be perfect at it Mm. and taking that pressure off you don't need to sit in lotus position or be a zen kind of being (laughs) after one session it's okay to be frustrated and it's okay to find it boring but 
it it makes a huge difference if you can kind of commit to just doing that 10 minutes a day. I just had so. visions when you were saying, oh, you can just repeat a word, any word. I had visions of Nat just sitting there going, red wine, <laughs> red wine. Yeah, basically, with a glass of red wine. The red wine meditation. I do candle gazing. So, seriously, with, a gla- with my favourite glass of red wine, and I do sit, I sit uh, with my legs crossed at the end of my bed, so I'm comfortable, and I just let the, I let the candle uh, flicker and I have red. So, you know, it's my body is subliminally being like red wine with each sip. Yeah, why not? It's what works for me. Yeah, I think it's Whatever self-love. Love. I yeah. think it's great. You need a book. You need a book. <laughs> what for you has been the most transformative thing? Because you said yourself you suffered from anxiety and this is how you kind of came to decide you wanted to help other people with it. What for you was the most transformative thing in this? So I think it was getting a therapist and talking to someone about how I was feeling because I think it's so easy to get so into your own head and start to think you're the only person that's ever been so weird as to sit and worry about things non-stop <laughs> and just saying them out loud and having someone be caring and compassionate mm-hmm. and listen and knowing that you're not alone that was what was the big kind of turning point for me I think yeah and if you if somebody hears that and thinks that's what I should be doing I need to go get a therapist but it's hugely expensive and I don't know where to start how do you go about it? So you can get on a waiting list from your GP um, for therapy. Workplaces will sometimes provide therapy if you're a student, universities. So there are other options if you are not able to afford it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, when I went to see my GP and said, I think I need to talk to somebody because I think I might, you know, I don't want to say everything's wrong, but I think some stuff might be wrong. Um, and they were absolutely amazing and totally almost suggested and put it in front of me before I had to um so I think it's a far less scary experience than we think it's going to be but also it's not as expensive as we think it is so I'm a fan of therapy um just space to talk and it's not even therapy because you think there's something wrong just just talking sometimes really helps so check it out Chloe thank you so much for joining us uh the book is tell us the book title so it's the anxiety solution and um, where can people find it? So it's on Amazon. It's in all the main bookshops and in Urban Outfitters as well. And if anyone wants to come and find you, where can they find you? So I'm at karma-u.com. Karma-u.com. And on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that we so, should know about? Yeah, Instagram, I'm Chloe Brotheridge. Fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us. I feel like you've brought a very zen, yeah. Yeah, very zen chill. atmosphere into the studio with you tonight. So thank you very thank much you. for that. <laughs> uh, we'd love to know kind of your experiences of anxiety. Do you suffer from it? What has worked for you in helping it? And do you think, is it modern times? Are we all, as Chloe says, too addicted to our phones, too caught up in social media? Is there a way of actually taking us back to ye olde days and maybe finding a bit of peace and quiet? Come and tell us about it. Tweet us at Talk Radio or at Badass Women's Hour. We'd love to hear from you and we'll be back with more after this break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.